figure, she stops playing with all the other boys. And as she gets ready to squirt and to blast, she'll squeal with pleasure and fluids will spill. As she listens to the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast with my dudes Will the Thrill and Joe Static. And now, Will the Thrill and Joe Static and the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. And welcome to the return of the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. As you heard from the great Joel Gertner, I'm your host, Will the Thrill. I don't even know if he's back. I think we needed to actually find a robot to fill in for him. Unfortunately, uh, Joe Static was under the weather, so we have his robot counterpart here with us today. (laughs) What's up? I'm back, and I am not six feet in the ground, which I am happy about, and we're going to get this show rolling. And for everybody that was wondering what was going on, we we had a little bit of a hiatus, which is okay. We had ToyCon, and then Joe got sick. He didn't have COVID, so don't worry. He was just a little bit under the weather. So we're back, baby. We're going to get this rolling. We can't wait to drop this episode because it's jam-packed for all our listeners. And don't forget... You can subscribe to this podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and Spotify. Tune in. We're going to keep that list growing. And if you do currently listen, or if you're a new listener, please write us a review. That's always helpful. And if you do write a review of the podcast, whether good or bad, we will repost it on Twitter and Instagram at SQD Circle AFP, and please go give us a follow on both those platforms. We post wrestling figure finds, fig hunts, and giveaways on there. And we had a few giveaway winners about a week or two ago. They just received their figs. Happy giveaway winners. So go follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SQD Circle AFP. And coming soon, we want to build our content. We're going to keep growing. We're going to introduce these Awesome weekly YouTube live streams, the Wrestling Figure Roundtable at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. Joe, I know you're excited. You're sounding great. I'm sounding great. I'm pumped for this week. How you doing, man? Doing pretty good, man. Happy to be back on the show. Uh, happy to get this rolling. You know, like, like you mentioned, we got a jam-packed episode for everybody. So yeah, man, I'm ready to uh, ready to get down to the nitty gritty here. I know. Well, I thought about throwing you out for a hot minute there. You know, I mean, I... instead of a live unboxing, you could have did a live uncasking where you open the casket. Yeah, I was thinking also about pr- bringing in like Duke the Dumpster Drossy or someone, you know, and just like you know maybe bringing back you know Terry comes on the show all the time. Chains, we haven't heard Chainsaw Charlie in a long time. I was thinking about bringing Chainsaw in. You know, I don't know, man. You know, Setting a schedule with Terry might be a little difficult. I don't think he knows what fucking day it is half the time. No, no, he doesn't even know if he's on the toilet or not. So I mean, we, we it's probably not going to work out. <laughs> but we're glad to have you back. It's exciting. The last time I saw you before you went under the weather, we were at ToyCon. New Jersey Toy Con, which is really one of the largest toy conventions in New Jersey, in the state of New Jersey. It's a pretty well-run event. They did a fantastic job in 
adhering to the COVID-19 guidelines. They had a line outside. They were only letting a, a certain amount of people in at a time. It was spacious. We were spaced out. So it was a really good job by them. They had a ton of sanitizer everywhere. I had a great time. I had a lot of pickups. I sold a few things as well. And I was basically at your booth because this is what you do kind of as a side gig. You are a retro toy seller to a certain extent. So yeah, thanks. Thanks for inviting me and having me there because I had a blast, man. Yeah, man. It was great having you there. It's always fun chilling. And yeah, man, ToyCon was good. I think they set it up well. It went both days pretty smoothly. You know, we both sold a bunch of stuff. I know you, you know, you sold pretty much everything you brought. I sold majority of the stuff I brought, which is always, you know, a good thing. Everybody there, as far as the vendors, you know, everybody's pretty cool. You know, everybody's pretty friendly. It was good seeing all those people. And yeah, like you mentioned, we got some good pickups. I got that uh, Survivor Series four pack, the Jack's four pack with the Warrior, which was nice. Got that as a trade. Got the uh, Johnny Gonzalez, Harvey Whippleman, Classic Superstars 2-pack, pretty cheap. And I completed my AEW Unrivaled Series 1. I got the uh, Young Bucks, which I was missing. So yeah, man, those, couple other pickups. It was overall a good show. I had a good time. There wasn't too much wrestling-related stuff here or there. You know, there were some things. But uh, yeah, man, overall was a good show, good time, and uh, no complaints. Same here. No complaints. And it's really good. It was like a cleansing to get rid of some things and then pick up some new things that I wanted in the collection. And like you said, it wasn't heavily wrestling centric, but there were a lot of things there. I almost had a heart attack when I saw you selling your Hasbros, but I completely understand oh, yeah. you know, where you're coming from. You wanted to get rid of some of these, maybe go the mint on card route or kind of find select ones mint on card that really are meaningful to you. So perfectly understandable in that respect. And some wrestling, I found a mint on card, Jake the Snake Roberts, oh, yeah. first edition Hasbro, which was a really good find at a good price. Been looking for that one for a while. And then I also picked up the Jack's Classic Superstar Shockmaster, which was a good find, loose as well. At first, I was laughing at that figure, but as a couple, as the time grew on that day, I was like, oh, this is a good figure, actually. It's a great figure. And, you know, we're going to be discussing the Jack's Classic Superstars series on the gorilla position in a few minutes. But that figure is really underrated. I absolutely love the detail in the actual robe. And the mask is fun. I'm really, really into Star Wars, like really deep into it right now, especially with the Black Series, the Mandalorian stuff. And even some of the vintage stuff. I mean, I've I've even gone the hot toys route. So like to have that crossover and have that stormtrooper helmet with the Shockmaster in that original figure of his, and to find it was just like awesome. And you forgot to mention one of the coolest pickups you got was that Knight Rider car and the figure inside, man. Yeah, as our listeners may not know, we're huge retro toy collectors, and that kit that Knight Rider vehicle I believe it was produced by Mattel I could be incorrect but I believe it's like in the 80s mid 80s to late 80s it was produced uh, uh that one I believe was the 80s yeah I thought it was eight, like 86 87 or something like yeah. that but anyway I did find it I found it at an incredible price and like you said it all goes back to the vendors the vendor relationships that you can 
kind of foster when you're at the event and them knowing that you're appreciative of what they've found and that you want to bring it back to life a little bit. And I did find that Knight Rider car, which I've been after for, oh, so many years. And the prices are just so high that I didn't want to buy one on eBay. And uh, yeah, I finally found one. So I'm very happy about that. And a lot, just a lot of good pickups, in, you know, in general. And again, fostering those relationships and meeting some really, really cool people in the, the toy collecting community. It's just a great, great overall event, Joe. Yeah, no complaints here. Like I said, I'm always happy to do the toy cons. I'm always excited to see, you know, what the other vendors bring, kind of, you know, what you can see there. It's overall a good time, you know. It was uh, good having you there. and Yeah, no, I, wonderful time. It's exhausting, though. You guys got to realize when we do this toy con, it's kind of impossible to do any podcast episode that week or we would have to do it really early because we're there from like we're waking up at 4 a.m. in the morning, getting there like by 536 o'clock each day and then not leaving till like four or five at the earliest. So it's like really, really time consuming. And if we do another one of these, just bear with us. Thanks for being patient. We had a great GBM episode, though. GBM came on. He did his thing that week. And, and you know, we're, we're ready to go this week. So moving on, Joe, real quick. We got to get into some of this stuff. These news, you know, you know, I'm not big on the news. It, everything, you know, but we're going to give our take. We're going to give our take on the news. Yeah, more more of our take than anything. We're not going to sit here and go through lineups and stuff. That's all on Instagram. You know, you can follow, again, our buddies, D Freedom and Ringside Collectibles and all these other guys that post photos and stuff. We're just going to give you our take, some highlights here. And I'm going to start off with AW and the Mattel Legends that are coming out. Some really great releases. I don't know, Joe, what are some of your highlights from uh, AW, the Unrivaled Collection Series 2, and some of the Mattel Legends, you know, the Elite WWE Legends that were announced? Starting with the Elite uh, Unrivaled Series 2, overall, as far as the set goes, seeing the images, especially in the box, I really enjoy. It's, uh, you know what it is? I'm waiting. I feel like we've seen Series 1 and even Series 2. I feel like we've already kind of seen it already, even though... These are the images of the figures in the boxes, and you know they're more up to date, more detailed. I feel like I've been seeing this already. I'm like, all right. In my opinion, I'm already past wave two. I'm like, okay, let's get wave two out. Let's get it rolling. You know, I'm ready for wave three already. So seeing the images in the boxes overall, it's a solid set. My number one figure with the set, it's a toss up. Uh, my my top two are definitely MJF and uh, Hangman Adam Page. I like the Hangman figure. I've been a Hangman fan since his you know, days in New Japan and whatnot. So to have them in figure form is awesome. I'm looking forward to that. The MJF figure is my other figure that I am looking forward to getting. But I honestly, me personally, I want the Chase or the Rare Edition. I like the pink on the tights. I think that version, if Ringside does that quick, you know, they might with that figure, you know, quick sale. I'm going to try to get that, my hands on that one. But overall, man, solid set. MJF and Hangman are definitely must-haves for me. And the Mattel Legends, I'm kind of, eh, you know, I'm not that excited about it. Uh, the Undertaker with the purple, you know, the the 90, you know, the early 90s, 94 kind of Taker is cool. The Million Dollar Man, I've never been a huge fan of, you know, the Million Dollar Man. So that I wasn't that excited about. But I overall, I do enjoy Tatanka's attire. I think that attire is pretty cool. It's different, you know, from other the Tatanka figures that we've got. That one is definitely one I'll be picking up. 
as far as that set goes. Yeah, I mean, I I think you hit the nail on the head with your assessment there. I don't have much else to say. I agree with the AEW series. I, I, all I want to say about AEW Unrivaled Collection Series 2, there's not a bad figure in this set. Seeing the mid on card images, I agree. You know, the MJF is great. The Dustin Rhodes is great. The Hangman. I mean, there's not a bad figure in this set. I'm very happy that I pre ordered it, Ringside Collectibles. I think they're being a little bit too close to the vest on whether or not they're going to be released on their quote unquote late October prediction. So I've inquired to them. Obviously, as you know, they're ringside. They don't want to answer why I have no idea if you're a company and you're selling items and they're going to be late, just tell your customer base. And if you don't know if they're going to be late, then they're probably going to be late anyway and tell them. And if they get them early, they're going to be even more happier. You know, like from a sales perspective, I just don't understand why they won't answer the question. Are these going to be released to us in late October? Because they already know if they've made it to port or if they are getting on an airplane and they're flying. You know what I'm saying? So it just aggravates me a little bit that there's not as much transparency on that end as I would like. Yeah. But with that said... It's fantastic. I'm looking even forward to the John Moxley figure, which I didn't think I was going to, and it really looks great. It looks better than any of the Mattel figures they made of him. Yeah, I like the I like the uh, head on that figure a little more. It's a little more detail, a little more emotion in the face. Yeah, I agree. And he comes with the belt. It looks beautiful. The vest looks great. I love it. I love the entire figure. I thought that I personally wasn't going to like that, John Moxley. But I agree with you. We've seen these figures for now. It's upwards of almost nine, 10 months. Like, give me something else, guys. And just a real quick, I don't know, kind of uh, complaint I have or kind of criticism. I don't like that Moxley one of 500. I think they cheaped out on that figure. It's basically just the regular release with an inner circle t-shirt and two bottles of the bubbly. I mean, that does not interest me at all for a one of 500 chase. Yes. Same here. I was like, uh, I'm, you know, I'm more interested in the MJF one. Yeah. I just, I think it's like, I don't know why Jeremy made such a hasty decision on that one. That just doesn't scream one of 500 to me. There's nothing special about that figure at all. Nothing special at all. Again, you're getting a reissue inner circle t-shirt. You're getting two bottles of the bubbly, which I'm assuming we're going to get down the road in another repack eventually. And you're getting the same from what I see, the same John Moxley base body that you get in the regular packed figure. So again, I, I'm sorry, man. I think that's a major, major fail for that one of 500 chase. And even the MJF, I mean, you get a different design scarf and you get the pink tights, like you said, and you get the interchangeable hand with the, what is it, the ring that he won at whatever the hell event it was. But even that one, kind of disappointing. I don't know. I think I personally would rather go for the regular release, but that's just me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just like that traditional looking scarf on him, that Burberry scarf. I'm just going to stick with the regular. I'm not even going to go after these chases unless I see them in, you know, in Walmart 
and then I'll grab it for 20 bucks. I'm not spending a hundred bucks on that. Yeah, I, I might, you know, depending, you know, if I'm like, you know what, I want to pull the trigger on it. But yeah, if I just get the regular version of MJF, I'm okay with that too. You know, I'm not really crazy about the chase or rare editions, you know, especially the Moxley, like you mentioned. It's a it's a moment in time, I guess. The Inner Circle shirt where he was like, oh, you're, there was a second where you're like, is he going to join the Inner Circle? So I guess maybe that's why they did it, you know. You can kind of remember that moment. But other than that, it's I don't think it's worth the uh, rare edition. No, I don't. Yeah, I know the moment in time. And oof, I don't know. I just a, again, just my take on it. Legends, on the other hand, I have to disagree with you a little bit. I absolutely love it. I love the sets that are coming out. I love that Tatanka. I think we're going to get a Rick the Modern Martel now from what was that? WrestleMania 8, I believe. Yeah, when they faced each other. Yep. Yeah, they faced each other. So, you know, this is kind of like Tatanka's debut attire. I absolutely love it. Oh my God, they did such a great job. And if we can get that Rick the Model Martel with the beanie with the the feathers on it and stuff, oh my God, to create that moment, it would just be like, you know, I'm done collecting wrestling figures, you know? Like this <laughs> Dude, if they make me. that Rick the Model, oh my God, you know? Oh my God, I'm, I'm just waiting for it in that blue jacket. Oh my God. Anyway, like we can all pray. And I, I'm thinking that, you know, they like to complete the puzzles. So now we have one of the puzzle pieces from that match. I, I think we're going to get that model uh, eventually down the road. And then, yeah, the, I love I'm an MDM mark. I love the million dollar man. I love that we're getting him in his full sculpted suit attires. He looks fantastic. I'm getting both of them. And then I absolutely love The Undertaker. I think it was a, it's a great new jacket that they're giving him. It's a little more kind of, it's like a thinner material, which looks cool. So it's more form-fitting as well. I'm very excited to get all these figures. And then the next series is supposed to be DDP, Beefcake, and he's got a chase as well. And I think one of them is in his WrestleMania 2 attire. And then uh, from what I hear, that's going to be a Hogan which is going to be his undisputed WWE championship run Hogan and Vader, another Vader. So, Oh my God, Joe legends are, I, are you uh, you, speechless, bro? (laughs) Are you getting me series nine for Christmas? (laughs) I think think that's the big question. Am I, wait, hold on. Am I getting you series nine for Christmas? (laughs) I didn't, I get you a series nine ultimate warrior. (laughs) Hey, that was a trade. Well, I mean, I have them all, but no, I ain't getting you shit for Christmas, bro. <laughs> I am tapped out. I'm done. There's there this. I am the Grinch this year. I ain't getting anybody presents. I'm going all Grinched out. I'm not getting any presents. But no, um, who knows? Maybe there will be a present. I don't know. I we have to think about what we're gonna do. Maybe we'll do something something fun. Maybe we'll do like secret, secret podcast secret Santa Santa? thing. Yeah, right. I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. Like maybe we can put up a poll on Instagram or Twitter. Like, what do you want me to give Will? And then I can't see it or something. I don't know. We're, we're going to figure something out, but maybe the fans will decide, you know, it'll be like stupid shit, you know? Like a domes or something. <laughs> oh, God. I, oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, um, 
but that's my take. Yeah, that's my take on the legends. I mean, the legends are fire right now. Uh, Mattel, and again, I keep mentioning Steve and Bill and Rob and all these guys are just doing a really good job. And I posted this with my series. Sorry, I misspoke. I got you the Series 8 Warrior. Series 9, I don't know if they're going to be out. I don't think they're going to be out until February, personally. So I think they're going to maybe sneak in before the holidays, but I highly doubt it. It all depends on how the sales of 8 go. I think the sales of 8 are going to do well, but I don't think we'll see 9 before the holidays. But you know, it's wrestling figures. You absolutely never know. Yeah, so that's my take. That's my take on it all. I think Legends are fire. And like I said, to Bill, to Steve, to Rob, the Mattel design team is doing such a great job. Yeah, they are. And we're going to take a turn in a different direction here. One of our favorite directions, I should say. Will. Uh-oh. FTC. Oh. Your buddy. My buddy. My block buddy. I, I don't know. I don't know if they're... <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be buddies after this, bro. <laughs> Francine. Released. Oh, my God. Finally, no word. You told me it was up on the site. I checked the website. It was there. And two things. It was up on the website. There's no post about it when I checked on their page, which is funny. Go figure. And the regular Chris Candido, not the early bird for an extra 10 bucks, but the regular Candido is up on the site too, which you can purchase, which they didn't talk about either. Other than that, I don't mind the Candido. I, I might coming around. I don't know. As weeks went by, I'm like, do I need the Candido? I might because I have the Douglas and I like the I like the Douglas a lot. Should I get the Candido? Should I get the Francine? Complete the picture? I don't know. The Francine, you know, the head sculpt they released, it does look similar to the one, you know, maybe the one that's on the figure looks a little better. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. You know what I mean? Uh... I'm in pain right now, bro. I, I, these figures are bad. They're just so bad. I mean, <laughs> like, I, I wish like, they were cheaper. Here's the problem with this, this whole situation, Joe. Now they're not releasing any of these prototype images and such, right? Like that, this is just a strategy by them. So they don't get bad press, right? They don't want to get bad social media feedback. They're trying to avoid all this negative feedback and stuff by not giving us anything and just like throwing this stuff out because they're committed to it already. I really think they're done. They have to be. They have to throw in the towel or they need to make some serious changes in the the complete picture. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you just can't you can't pay $40, $30, upwards of $40 to $50, including shipping for these figures, when I can get a Super 7 figure, a, a crafted, a, a well-presented, highly articulated, ultimate figure for the same price. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't care how small your production is, either go in and do it right or don't do it at all. And that's it. That's the last thing I have to say about FTC. The Francine hood scope looks fucking terrible. The the attire <laughs> is questionable at the very least. She has an unpainted bra uh, under her attire that you can see. It's like, you know, she's wearing a flesh-colored, you know, bra on, it, which makes no sense. Wait, I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see this now. You're saying that it's very visible. I mean, look, I, it's just a bad figure, guys. I'm sorry. Like, I understand that you don't want to take the constructive criticism, and you just want to keep producing what you're producing for some reason, and not make improvements on the product. But it's just not a good figure. So I'm not going to be purchasing this 
I cannot provide them with any support monetarily at all moving forward. It's just, I can't do it. I can't support something that's not good. And these figures are not good. They're just not. And it's still not on the Instagram. Still not on the Instagram because they don't care about the line. And like I said, they've just made commitments and they have to produce these things now. Oh God, I see what you're saying. It's like a flesh colored bra underneath, not even painted. The fucking outfit on it is awful. Yeah, I'm zooming in now, man. Maybe I just didn't even look at this last time. The face looks like shit. Oh, God. The boots are just painted basics. Basics, man. And for some reason, it comes with a fucking kendo stick. Oh, now that I'm zooming in, even the hair, man. When you get the back image, the hair looks awful. I just can't support them. I can't do it. I'm not going to buy the Chris Candido. The only figure that I would buy from them that I think is acceptable right now is that Mikey Whipwreck that I want. And then I'm just going to hope that a lot of these wrestlers sign with Super 7. Super 7 really starts to expand their independent wrestling figure line. And we can get actual really great figures of these people because I think it's sad. I think it's it's sad that some of these legends are so just underrepresented. You know, it's just it's not what it should be. And not even legends, but, you know, some of these you know, the rising stars of people and the, you know, even the ROH stuff, man. I, mm, wow. I'm sorry. It just, they just don't look good. And, you know, it's just poor quality all around. And that's all I have to say about FTC, Joe. I'm done. You're better off getting a custom, like a better, like a custom of these people. If people make like a Candido, it's honestly probably better than these. If you want it for your collection. I, yeah. I, why would you want this shit for your collection? I Again, it just doesn't... I don't know, man. I just don't know. I don't know. Like, I just don't know. That's all I have to say. I just don't know. Yeah. I, that's really all you can say, to be honest. Yeah. You I know? mean, like, I would rather not have them in my collection at all than take a custom or take this. That's the way... That's where I stand on this whole situation. Yeah. I'll wait. I have... I mentioned episodes going back a couple episodes. Some of them I don't mind. Real quick, you know, I have the Douglas, I have the Whipwreck, the Bucks, and Dalton Castle because I like Dalton Castle, and I, I love those figures, man. I think all f- you know, all four of those, you know, five figures are cool. You know, I don't go too crazy. Like we, ha- you have the Hoovertude, I have the Hoovertude, I have the AJ going back. The AJ is fine, but yeah, it's a hit or miss, man. You know, keeping them in the package is your best bet. And maybe they put a little more time into the whip rack in here or there, but so far it's like it's getting worse. The releases like the Moose and the Candido, the Francine, the most recent releases over the past year or so are just shit. And I think that's the direction it's going to stay in. Yeah, I just haven't seen the improvements. So again, like I said, yeah, I, I like the Hoovy, but even Boss Fight just really quick. And we're going to move on because I'd, I'd rather talk about companies that are starting to produce or at least showing us production images yeah. of figures that look great. And Boss Fight did that. Boss Fight Studios just released prototype images of their Fanatico Series 1 and Hooventude is in that series. And that's from his ECW pretty much debut against Rey Mysterio Jr. And even that figure with limited articulation looks a thousand times better than anything FTC has ever put out. And they've just, you know, even though it's a higher price point, 
these boss fight studios, Legends of Lucha Libre, Fanaticos figures are at a little bit of a higher price point at $19.99. You're getting attention to detail, though. They have the molded belts. They have the molded wrist tapes. They have like really unique molded boots, and they have great face scans and sculpts. So again, it's a situation where I'll pay $19.99 all day long for a five to six inch figure that has molded detail, that has attention to detail on it, looks like the wrestler. And I'm only assuming that their packaging is going to be wonderful because if you see some of their like Vitruvian hacks and stuff, that packaging is incredible. So again, why am I paying $30 for this FTC stuff when I can get pretty much the same style, same articulation in a Legends of Lucha Libre series, you know, from Boss Fight Studios at $10 less. Makes no sense, Joe. I know. You know? I know. I'm just, again, I don't know what to say. It's, I honestly don't know. I would love to, I mean, I don't know. I would love to have Chris on the show, just talk to him. Not trash the line completely. And I know he's going to say the same things, you know. Yeah, but that's the point. He is. I would just like to really ask, you know. Just yeah, like, but you know what? What's going to happen? Using gonna... the bodies, it's just the same. Like, come on, man. You know, like, just come on. Yeah, but we're going to get stonewalled, and that's why he'll never come on this show because we'll tell him the facts. People don't want to live in reality, and the reality is that these figures have a lot of problems, and they need to be fixed, and they need to be fixed right away, and there needs to be improvements seen throughout the process, and they just don't want to invest the money into making those improvements, and that's that's as simple as it is, you know, unfortunately. But anyway, let's move on. We were talking about Boss Fight again. They released some of those great figures, the Hoovy, the Taya. They have a couple up for pre-order right now, and they're on BossFightStudios.com. I love them. I had pre-ordered them through Paul's Toy Room because he is now an authorized dealer. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's incredible. I'm not going to have to pay shipping, which is great. And um, yeah, that's how I'm getting those figures. But moving on, Super 7, as they made the announcement on our podcast episode about five or six episodes back, they did release images of the new Andre the Giant Ultimates figure. And wow, uh... Oh, how do I put this? I we were very excited for an Andre figure, obviously, but man, this is this is obscure, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, obscure is perfect. To perfect way to describe this. Well, I figured. I mean, look, Mattel just released the Andre the Giant again. You know, with the ring cart, Super Seven only has a couple options. You know, to release Andre, which they, you know, the first release hopefully is coming soon. I didn't order it, but it's a cool figure. They went even further back with this release, you know, 71, 1971 Andre. I mean, it's cool. But like I said, they're limited, I think, what they can release as far as Andre the Giant goes. So they went back a little further. I mean, the figure, the figure looks pretty good. You know, it's just something I was not a little too early for me, man. Even 1980, I consider too early for me. You know, 78 is maybe a cutoff. 71, I'm like, oh, God. It's not something I'm really interested in. Yeah, I'm the same way. I just don't connect with it whatsoever. I don't know anybody our age that would, unless you're a monster, monster, super fan of Andre, right? Um, Wow, like you said. IWA World Series 1971. I don't even know if there's footage 
of this stuff. I, I mean, there I'm assuming there are photos out there and whatnot, but talk about going obscure. They really went obscure with this one. And like I like you said, I did not order the original release. I will purchase it though. I'm hoping that it's available through their retail stores in San Francisco or San Diego when it comes out. With seeing this release, I'm not going to get this one and I will purchase the original one. Again, it's just, wow, it's out there. And don't get me wrong. Again, the packaging, I think, is going to look great. It's in that Japanese style packaging. You know, it's, it's really paying homage to and early Andre the Giant. So again, if you're a super fan of Andre, I think you're going to definitely want to add this to your collection. You know, as far as the figure's concerned, the articulation's going to be there. It's going to come with the three swappable heads, multiple hands, the beer cans, that satin robe with the sash. But again, I thought they would have went 80s. Like you said, I guess they're limited to what they can really produce, right? Yeah, I don't think they have that many options, which is why they went back to this version of Andre, you know, a super early version. If there are some super fans of Andre, I know there there has to be out there. They're definitely going to want to collect this. At Super 7 in general, you know, the figures they release are top notch. So even if you're an Andre fan and, you know, you you purchase the first release, you might as well. I think most people that did the first one, they're probably going to get the second one, too. You know, Super 7 puts out great stuff. It's just not for me, you know. It's a great figure. The, uh, the packaging looks fantastic. It's just something I'm just, you know, I have no connection with. Agreed. Nothing there, man. Nothing there. I mean, it, it checks all the boxes for a great figure, but as far as like nostalgia or as far as something I can connect with, nope. When I look at that figure, I have no emotional attachment to it whatsoever. Oh, no way. <laughs> no, not at all. Like, if that figure went into the garbage, I wouldn't give a shit. So, <laughs> I, mean, like, I, I mean, realistically, I don't care. You know, like going a little off topic, going back to the toy con real quick. Those Ren and Stimpy limited release Super 7 figures are fucking sick. Seeing them up close, just to say, all right, they're incredible, man. One day I'll have to add those to the collection if I can. But those are just those are those are pretty sick. Anyway. I know you're late to the party, Joe. I know you're on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles bandwagon too now. I know I see you reposting all the wave, you know, the new wave <laughs> with Muckman coming out. I told you, I mean, I, look, we are staunch supporters of pretty much everything Super 7's doing, and we understand their limitations with Andre and such, and we thank them for coming on and giving us the announcement of this figure. Now, again, it's just our personal opinion that it's not connecting with us, but in all other respects, I think that they have a really great opportunity to do some really killer wrestling figures. And I just want to see them sign more independent talent. You know, like I said, would I love to see a Sandman or a Francine Super 7? Yes, sign them up, do them. People would buy them in a heartbeat. So let's move on. All right, Joe, man, that's our take this week. This is a long intro. We wanted to give you guys our take on a lot of things, and we didn't even get to some of the things we wanted to talk about. So for now, let's get to this week's edition of the Gorilla Position. I can feel electricity in the air. All right, Joe, this week on the Gorilla Position, we are going to be discussing... The Jack's WWE Classic Superstar Series. We're going to give a brief review of the line and give you our position on where the Classic Superstar Series ranks all 
time. I don't even know where if we could give a ranking for this one. I mean, this is one of the largest wrestling figure series ever created. You have one of the largest legends or classic superstars series ever created. Dedicated line. I mean, it's pretty incredible how many figures were produced by Jax and Jeremy during this run. Yeah, well, it's one of my favorite wrestling figure lines to collect. I still collect it. And it brings me back, man, because, you know, if you look back to when this was released, I think like two, oh, no, 04, 05 is when it started up. Before that, I stopped collecting wrestling figures for a little while. The Titantrons and all that shit. I just wasn't into those. And, you know, after the the Bone Crunchers and a couple other sets came out, the WCW, you know, the Toy Biz, ECW, I kind of stopped collecting for a little while. So I remember, you know, I would still go to KB, go to Toys R Us, and I seen the classic superstars and my friend Dave at the time was collecting them. And he hasn't collected wrestling figures for a while either. And he's like, Joe, did you see these? And I remember he had, you know, the Series 1, Andre and Brett. And I was like, oh, man, I'm like, damn, they started making these, Jacks, Because it's a huge improvement from what they were doing. And then I seen them in the store after that. And you see the packaging. You see the classic superstars. You see them in that box. And I was like, holy shit. That's when, I think right then and there, even till now, this became one of my favorite wrestling figure lines of all time. Yeah, I know. I was the same. Yeah, I know. I had a similar story as you. You know, think about 2004 was the introduction of this line. I probably stopped collecting 2000-ish, you know, 2001. I went off to college, spending my money on other things, didn't have money to collect. So what? by the time I graduated in 2006, you know, I was like, I believe I was like walking through. Yeah, I remember this vividly, actually. I was walking through the mall and I went into some sort of like a toy shop that was like a, it wasn't a KB, it was just like a, just a general toy shop. And I was there with my girlfriend. It was during the holidays. And I just like see all these on the pegs. And I see all the Ric Flairs in that red robe with the World Heavyweight Championship. Oh, man just showing under that robe and I see the lifelike scan and sculpt on him. And it just, I was just like enthralled by it. And this was probably in 2004. No, this was in 2005. Sorry. And I was just like, what is this gold foil writing on the packaging that crown, that classic superstars crown And from that point on, I was like, all right, let me do my research. Let me see what's going on here. And that really, this line really got me back into wrestling figure collecting. And then I was just, the stars were the limits at that point. It's just, you know, I don't know if there's 400 something figures total, but it's just never ending, man. And, you know, even collecting, going back and trying to collect it now, there's just so many great figures to collect and especially like looking at the two packs and my favorite, the three packs, you know, you look at that just to throw out some, you know, you look at that demolition three pack. Oh man. You know, you look at some of those, you know, the fabulous Freebirds or heart foundation, Jimmy Hart, or you look at the extreme superstars with Sabu, you know, Terry Funk, Cactus Jack, 
I mean, there's so many. I love the three packs and the two packs. I mean, there's just so many great packs to collect. You know, if you're going back, you're looking at the different series, you know, the exclusives. It's just never ending, man, if you want to collect this line. And I, I, I just love the line. Yeah, same here. The breadth of the line is amazing. And I know we've discussed this on and off the podcast, but really, as I said, in 2005, seeing these and really getting in in like 2006, 2007, you look at some of just even these single series lineups, like, I mean, series eight, I mean, series eight, you have Hollywood, you have regular Hogan, you got Brody, you got Lawler, Vader, Blassie, I mean- you know, Chief J and, and Norton were like the outliers for me in that set, but that's an all-in set basically. And then, you know, just even, oh my gosh, some of these lineups are incredible. Series six with the LOD and the blue and the Coco and the Doink and the Heenan and the One Man Gang and the Michaels and the Earthquake. I mean, and the Andre. <laughs> I mean, that's a thing. You got to get every figure in that set. It's incredible, bro. It's insane, man. It's insane. Then they, they, you know, it just keeps going. You know, if you're an ECW fan, they throw Sabu, Series 10. Then you're like, oh my God, man, you know? I know. And it, and like you said, it just keeps going. And to think about this, you know, Mattel releases these legends these days and they have four, five figures in a set, really, because they do that chase. And it comes out, what about quarterly now? Maybe three to maybe four times a year, right? If that may three to four times a year, if you're lucky. They did from 2004 to 2010, basically 2009. They completed, Joe, they completed 28 fucking series. <laughs> and the average lineup in a series had eight fucking figures. It's insane. It's insane. <laughs> and and you're not talking about the two packs, the deluxe. No, and we don't even and 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 then you have the three packs, the two packs, and then all the exclusives. The deluxe ones came out. There's so many. There's Joe. This, I mean, again, four years, twenty-eight single series, <laughs> plus you have the two packs, the three packs the exclusives, and then the single deluxe classic superstar series in four fucking years. They pumped out all, I know, looking back on it, I didn't realize that like 2000, yeah, 2006, you know, seven, eight, they put out so many figures and we're not talking trash either, man. These figures are awesome. These are quality figures. Exactly. Now, you know, we didn't have the articulation like we do today and, you know, they weren't in scale and whatnot. But hell, I mean, just the attention to detail on some of these figures, even later in the line when it was dying, you know, you had that Berserker figure come out in series 23. It's a freaking great figure. Oh, that's a great figure, man. The attire on that cloth goods. Oh, come on, man. Can we talk about the Bastion Booger? Well, I mean, that may be an exception there. 
<laughs> Dude, I love that Bastion Burger figure. The Bastion Burger figure is great. And who would have ever thought that would have come out? <laughs> nobody. I mean, nobody. Look at the Shockmaster, the same thing. I mean, you know, you have him in the next series at series 26. And we just discussed that previously in the intro, me picking that up because I didn't have it. And I just, it's just a classic figure that you need, you know, late in this lineup. And then we haven't even talked about, Joe, some of the unreleased figures that you know the names some of these names that the retailers got on their spreadsheets they were going to do a johnny valiant they were possibly going to do a downtown bruno they were going to do a sir oliver humperdinck dory funk butcher vajan mad dog vajan slick jim cornett kama mustafa tugboat balls mahoney jimmy garment kurt angle with her i mean the list and list goes on bro it was endless you know who i wanted mr hughes mr hughes they were going to do that Sandman that they never released. Oh, yeah, the Sandman. You know, with the, what was it? The it was Stars like the, and Stripes, you know, yeah, sweatpants. The attire. the attire, yeah. Oh, Dude, I, I wish I'd go back in time, man, and just walk through the store with these on the pegs. You know, it's so funny. People always post the photos of the Hasbros, right? Oh, my God, I want to go. I wa- Like you said, I want to go back in time. Give me give me a time machine, and I want to see these on the pegs. I remember I was in Walmart getting the three-packs. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. Dude, it has to be the greatest wrestling figure line of all time. It, it's definitely up there, man. It's probably it's one of my favorites, if not my favorite. What they did in the span of from 2004 to 2009 is unprecedented. Mattel's had 10 years and they've done a great job in 10 years. I'm not discrediting them whatsoever. But you look at what Jeremy and Jack's pumped out. Right. And they didn't have a situation like Mattel has where, oh, you're under a WWE Legends deal. That's fine. You can make anybody under a WWE Legends deal as long as we approve it. It wasn't that simple for them. They had to independently sign these people to deals. Yeah, I know. It was a lot of work. That's a lot of work, Joe. That's a lot of legal, you know, the legal situation and ramifications of that. You know, it's it's a lot. You got to get approval by the estate. And then you got to get approval by the WWE. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a shit ton of work. Shit ton of work in fucking four years, Joe. It has to be one of the. It has to. It has to be the greatest wrestling figure line of all time. It is. It's. It's definitely. It's definitely up there, man. Especially the packaging alone. Packaging, the presentation, the attention to detail, the thoughtfulness of everything, the expansive nature of the line. The singles releases, the two packs, the three packs, the exclusives, four years, independently signing these guys, soft goods. I mean, come on. It's just, it's incredible. When you look back in the, in the job they did, it's just incredible. Man. It's just incredible. And these were retailing for ten ninety nine <laughs> at their debut. $10.99, Joe. Damn, man. I know. You look back at that, too. Oh, well, I think we said it all. We absolutely love the Jack's WWE Classic Superstars series. Every series. The, the singles, the two packs, the three packs. Dude, I, like I said, I'm still collecting them. I just got that limited edition uh, Johnny Gonzalez, Harvey Whippleman two pack at the 
the uh, toy con. I mean, it's just never ending because you can always collect something from the line. Look, I just got the Shockmaster back into the collection because I didn't have exactly. Look, they're around, they're out there, guys. If you want to get into this line or you're not balls deep in it, you should be because it's one of the best wrestling figure lines ever created. If you're into Legends, if you're into the Golden Era, if you're into the Attitude Era, this classic superstar series, it just screams nostalgia. It screams, oh my God, it just screams memories. Memories. It really does. You know, and that's the important thing. And to this day, it's relevant. It's memories and it's relevant. And you didn't have that, you know, you had it with Hasbro, yeah. You know, 90 to 94, it was tight. It was during that era. But what was great about Classic Superstars is it brought all those errors, all of them together, all of them from 80s to 70s, no, to 70s. So you had Bruno and Johnny Rods and all these guys from the 70s to 2000s. That's what Classic Superstars gave us and will continue to give us and will continue to collect them. And you should be collecting them too because it's one of the best, if not the best wrestling figure lines of all time. I think it's the best. It is. You know, I could, I, I'm looking at the other lines, but I could say the Classic Superstars might be the best as far as nostalgia, wrestler selection, you know, the whole nine packaging presentation it's probably the best wrestling figure line of all time i I, I really think it is yeah and you go back to what we said before work the amount of work you must have had to put into this for four or five years let's say signing people paying them getting approvals making sure the legal issues are are all tight and i I, hats off to you jeremy hats off to jacks they did an incredible job and joe that's our position the best wrestling figure line ever. The Jax WWE Classic Superstars series. Go get them, guys. And don't forget to come back next week for another edition of the Gorilla Position. Welcome to the Oh My God Figure of the Week. Woo, Joe. 2020 edition. And this week, we're going back a little bit. I know, I know. It's not the summer anymore. But, you know, there are only so many good figures that have come out in a year. We have to put this one on the list before it gets forgotten. Because I think that's where it's headed. I think this one's starting. People are starting to forget about it. All these new figures are coming up. So we got to refresh people's memory. And this week's Oh My God Figure of the Week is the Mattel WWE Elite 77 Feel the Heat SummerSlam, baby, Ravishing Rick Rude. You know, I don't think Rick Rude gets enough credit for how good he was in the ring. Like, he does and he doesn't. As far as, like, selling the moves, selling his opponent's finishers, you know, making the guys he's in the ring with look even better than him. I mean, he was, like, A-plus, man. He has to be top 10 heels of all 
time. Yeah, he definitely is. One of my favorites. I think the ring attire as a kid is what caught my attention, like the warrior, demolition, a couple other people. But yeah, man. Oh my God. Figure of the week 2020. Elite 77, Ravishing Rick Rude. What are your thoughts, man? What do you think about that attire? The attire is fantastic. So obviously there are two Rick Rude figures in this series. He does have a chase figure. We're going to start with the Feel the Heat SummerSlam 89 attire where he won the Intercontinental title from the Ultimate Warrior. So he's decked out in that warrior face paint attire on the front of his tights. On the back of the tights, obviously says, feel the heat. That was the slogan for that year's SummerSlam. I don't know what I like more, the front or the back of this figure, because the back looks fantastic, man. The feel the heat on the back, oh man, it's just, it brings you back. But then you look at the front and the color and the detailing on the front with the Warrior. I mean, Mattel really nailed the attire on this figure, both front and back here. Yeah. It's exactly what he wore. So, I mean, you know, I think if you're a big fan, like you said, of those Rick Rude airbrush tights, you're getting it. You're getting the whole package with this figure. And I think it was just part of what caught my attention for the Ravishing One, Rick Rude. Like you, Joe, seeing him in the 80s, it was the tights first. It was the entrance with that music you just heard. It was Bobby the Brain Heenan. It was his in-ring ability. And then obviously, it was his promo skills. All you Pennsylvania sweat hogs, you know, and (laughs) I'm going to take off my robe and show you what a real man looks like. Dude, his his physique was fucking top-notch, man. One of the best of all time. And like you said, I think he's very underrated. I don't know why people underrate him or don't talk about him more often because like you said he elevated everybody he was in the ring with and then like you said as well the physique is just just think something as simple as when he would face jake the snake how well did he sell those ddts when jake would hit those on him rude had a way of selling those ddts Unlike anyone in there. Joe, he can sell a punch like he was just kicked in the balls. That's how good it was. That's another thing. If he got an atomic drop or vice versa, you know, and anything like that, it's like you felt it. It's like he would like bend his knees in and like hold himself. He'd be like, oh, and you can like see it in his face. Like he was like almost crying. Like, oh my God, this just happened to me. Like everything he did was just, ah, man, he deserves more credit. This figure from top to bottom, that new 80s long hair kind of perm looking face sculpt they did here with that thicker mustache. I mean, this thing is this is spot on. Like if anybody tells me this does not look like Rick Rude, you got to fucking get your head examined. All right. (laughs) They got the tattoo, the tack, the tattoos there. Like you said, the tights are amazing. And then you get the robe. The robe is completely accurate. This figure has it all. And then you have the chase version, which is of his promo attire, you know, where he took those promotional images in the eight by tens and whatnot. And he's got the intercontinental title on his tights in the yellow tights with the pink boots, the yellow tights with the title and then the boots. Oh, my God. It's like you get two. That that's another thing. I'm glad they chose him to make the other version too, because you get two Rick Rude figures. 
you know, and both great attires. They're amazing attires, great attires, iconic attires. And the only thing I think that's missing in this package is the actual Intercontinental title. You know, again, I'm not saying that that all that deducts from what this figure is, because this figure is a perfect figure. If I'm saying, okay, well, eh, yeah, you could have gave him maybe the the weightlifting bar, you know, that bending bar that he that he beat the Ultimate War with. You could have done maybe that. You could have maybe gave him the Intercontinental title, but he does come with the tights with the Intercontinental title on, on him. So, you know, again, it's like I'm nitpicking now, right? And putting him in the SummerSlam series, perfect, man. The 89 SummerSlam attire, the SummerSlam series, it just all makes sense for this uh, figure. It does. And to put him in a series that they jam-packed, I mean, they, this series, again, has to be one of the best of the year, just as far as the character selection, the attention to detail, the amount of accessories that these figures came with. We can talk ad nauseum about it, but we really feel that this series is one of the best, if not the best of the year. To put him in here with that much detail, with the robes, I think it's incredible. It's one of the best figures of the year. Will this be in our top 10? Most likely. I'm not sure. You know, you got to wait till the end of the year for that. But uh, it's uh, definitely a contender. Well, th- this figures in the top 10, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, we're not, we're not doing, oh my God, figures you know, that aren't going to be in the top 10. Even if this is at number 10, it's going in at number 10 on my list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we got a couple weeks left. There might be some that don't make it, but yeah, I, I could see this. I could definitely see this in the top 10. This is going to be in my top 10 without a doubt. So, I, you know, for, for 2020, definitely. That's why it's an Oh My God Figure of the Week 2020 edition, baby. And that's kind of what we're doing with the Oh My God Figure of the Week 2020 edition. It's a precursor to figures that are going to be in the top 10, our top 10 list of 2020, or that are just going to be like honorable mentions, you know, and maybe for you, this is an honorable mention. For me, this is at least at number 10 for me. Yeah, I haven't thought of my top 10 yet, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I got some names I'm tossing around. Yeah, of course. It's going to be fun to sit down with you all and discuss it as we move into the new year, but that's a topic for another day. And again, like you said, the placement of this figure being in a SummerSlam series is great because, I mean, Rick Root is really synonymous with SummerSlam. That, that's, right? You have the follow-up. That's his event. You know? So he got, he's got the world title shot in 90. He wins the Intercontinental title in 89. I mean, yeah, I just, I love this. I love this, this figure. Those are all the reasons, listeners, that you need to add this to your collection and why this Mattel WWE Elite Series 77 SummerSlam Edition Ravishing Recruit is an oh my god figure of the week. You deserve it. You deserve it. <laughs> We're back with another edition of the missing link. And what do we deserve in our collections? Well, we have some options for you. We have some great options. And I know you want to go first this time around. 
So give it to me, baby. What do you want to add to your collection that we don't currently have in a Mattel kind of, you know, Mattel style or, you know, a Super 7 Ultimates, an updated style? What do you want to add to that collection? This week for our Missing Link segment, what we're missing in Mattel form, dude, I got to go with Al Snow. I think Al Snow's missing from the Mattel I mean, it's been 10 years. No one has put out an Al Snow figure with the head, with his attire. I mean, he definitely needs a Mattel version of Al Snow in figure form. You're not going to get any argument from me with that one. Al, I believe, is still a WWE guy. I really don't believe he works with any other promotion right now, right? I know he has his like school on the side. I know he has you know the collar and elbow stuff. I I haven't heard that he's been on bad terms with the WWE. I think he's even listed as an alumni on the site, right? Yeah, I believe so. You'd never hear anything bad. I would love for Mattel to make an Al Snow figure, you know, any, any which way they can put Al Snow on the line. I think it would be awesome. You know, it would bring people back. Maybe people that were fans of him in ECW. Al Snow just, especially in figure form, man, he's just a great, figure to uh put out i think yeah he screams toyetic to me you know i think i agree with you 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 have the option which i would want being his job squad kind of you know uh, what do you want what do you need head obviously sort of gimmick and you know having the help me on the forehead coming with an actual replica of head would be great as well. I know we had him in the classic superstar series and he came with the styrofoam head. Yeah. It should have came with the reg- with the actual head that would have made that packaging and that figure. Perfect. You know, th- th- that was a miss. We got like a, yeah, if we got like a real scaled down replica, I think that would be like super fun. If Mattel could do that, you know, yeah. So it's similar to his WrestleMania Jack's figure that head. Yeah. But Less doll-like and, again, more realistic. More realistic to what we know that mannequin had to look like. And I think they could do it with the real scan technology now. I think they really could do it. And, oh, my God, imagine if they had the ability to get the head from him or the WWE, if it's still around, and then put it in the scanner and do a sculpt around that, dude. <laughs> Holy shit, bro. That would be ridiculous. All they would have to do is prop that thing on a post and they can do their 3D scan on it and it would be boom. Exact. Dude, I'd be first in line to buy that figure. Who would not want that figure in their Attitude Era collection? He's missing. I feel like, you know, you look back at all the guys they've done, a couple of the others, you know, I know they don't go too outside the box, but sometimes they do. And I think Al Snow's missing, man. They need to add him to the lineup. Outside of the box, Rocky Johnson isn't outside of the box. Come on. I was just thinking that maybe for the rock, Rocky Johnson, you know, he just passed, you know, this and that. Maybe they they were moving in that direction. But I don't know, man. I feel like they're missing out. You know, they're missing not having Al Snow in the lineup. They're missing out. They're missing out on a lot of these, some of these kind of second tier attitude era guys. And they need to get to them. And I think Al Snow's at the top of that list. And I think they can get to Al Snow. I think, like I said, I don't think he's in a bad in bad terms with the WWE. He may even be signed to a Legends deal. So I don't know what's holding them back. Now, Steve, 
you know, I like this segment, The Missing Link, because Steve's been doing a lot of these Instagram live videos. So guys, go follow Steve at Action Figure Attack on Instagram because he does a lot of these Instagram live unboxings and he takes a lot of questions and everybody asks him, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? And he'll let you know if they are signed under a Legends deal or not. And when he, when people ask him a name that he doesn't want to say is signed under a Legends deal, he really gets tight-lived about it. And people have been asking Al Snow, and he hasn't really said anything. So I think he's signed, and they're just waiting for the right spot to throw him in. But let's get it done, Steve-O. Come on, baby. We need Al Snow. We need head. We want head. Come on, baby. So I love that pick, Joe. You know what? I uh, I was looking at Al Snow figures real quick. Well, and somebody has the newspaper article from when he was releasing that SummerSlam 99 figure. And the headline is gruesome toy sends wrong message to kids. And it talks about the fans are celebrating the dismemberment and objectification of women. <laughs> and the WWE will fool you that it's just entertainment. The article says, Oh God. Yeah. I remember that. Didn't they have to like, there was something there. They took the figures off the shelf for uh, a short period of time or something. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Something. It's, the, it's the Al Snow 99 head. Yeah, the 99 head. Oh, my yeah, God. The scene in this a, article, is, it, the article says fostering abuse above the headline. Yeah, right. To, for a mannequin head, sure. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So, uh, anyway, that's kind yeah, of funny. Too. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Well, and, well, here, here's a cheap plug right here. Uh, we do have t-shirts on ProWrestlingTees.com, ProWrestlingTees.com slash SQD Circle AFP. And what we did is we actually remade the Got Head shirt from the Attitude Era into a Got Fig shirt, and we put that Jack's BCA head on the back of the shirt. So go over to Pro Wrestling Tees and get your Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast t-shirts now. All right, Joe. What's your pick? What's my pick? Uh, You know what my pick is, and they can't do this. We did get confirmation. I know I was talking before about Steve being on Instagram Live, and I and I asked him personally, "Can we can we get a Brian Adams?" And he said, "No, unfortunately, Brian is not signed to a WWE Legends deal." So we can dream, but I need a Kona Crush in my collection, baby. I've been wanting one for so bad. I have my classic superstars one, which I think is great. I have obviously both my Hasbro ones, which are great as well. But boy, would I absolutely love an updated Mattel articulated Kona crush in those beautiful, in that beautiful purple and blue attire and yellow attire. Oh my God, I want it so bad. Yeah, I remember being a kid and you know, you almost at the time forget when he comes out as Kona crush. You forget he was in demolition, but that attire really pops. I remember being a kid with the purple and yellow and orange. And then he had that match against Doink. Uh, was it WrestleMania 9? And uh, yeah, just the colors. Then the finisher with the crush. I used to walk around trying to crush people's heads. As crazy as that is. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I know. No, same here. Just, just kind of crush people's uh, heads. I'm like, this is the finisher. And the attire. The I think you get the Hasbro. Oh my God. You know? So to have uh, set, to have a new Mattel version, especially with the Legends line, have a new Kona Crush. Oh my God, man. That'd be insane. It would be insane. And I was there with you trying to crush people's heads using that brain crush, uh, you know, uh, submission and oh, that memorable WrestleMania moment where he just brushes Doink's head. I mean, that was that was just a good thing. And then I think WrestleMania 10, he was it was like the evil crush versus Macho Man that like match that sucked. 
Yep. Yeah, right? Yep. That match was terrible. That match was terrible. And it was like but thrown I, in the middle. Again, I remember him most for that Caesar Palace. Oh, man. Match that was just like, because it was an opening match, too, I remember. And it was still light out and everything. And it was just, oh, my God. It was so That was good. the match I remember. I mean, I remember a lot of matches for that. It's just an iconic WrestleMania because of the togas and everything like that. I mean, it's, it's a shitty fucking WrestleMania. But, it's one of the worst you know, like Oh, it's one of the worst. But being a kid, I absolutely loved it, you know? Um, so that would be my pick, Akona Crush. We would, I would absolutely love to see an updated Brian Adams figure in any way, shape, or form. Unfortunately, as Steve said, not signed under a WWE Legends deal, so I don't think we're going to get him anytime soon. But there's always hope, and that's why we do this segment, because it's fun to, you know, in your case, pick a figure. That's a distinct possibility. We could probably see an also. But in my case, eh, maybe not so much because we're dreaming, we're fantasy booking here, and that's what we love to do on the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. What are your missing links in your collection, and what do you deserve? Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SQDCircleAFP, and let us know what figures you want to add to your collection in Mattel Figure 4. Maybe it's Dino Bravo, and if it is, I'm going to F you. Maybe it's Al Snow like the rest of us. And we want him in the collection. So check back next week when we choose another two wrestling figures that we don't have in our collections to fill the missing link. Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. Are you ready? Wrestling fans, are you ready? For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to And welcome to this week's main event. Joe, we're about a week away from Halloween, and we're going to do two weeks in a row of our favorite WCW Halloween Havoc matches of all time. Uh-oh. Oh, baby. And for this one, in the, this week's main event, we're going back to 1993, because I love spin the wheel, make the deal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. As a kid, I love this set. I love spinning the wheel. I love making the nail. Yeah, I guess. I was I was so excited for this <laughs> bet when I was a kid. Man, this stuff is on October 24th, 1993. Amazing stuff. We actually have the match between Cactus Jack and Big Van Vader. Spin the wheel, make the deal. The match was determined by spinning a wheel. So earlier on in the pay-per-view, they spun the wheel. They had the fireworks go off. <laughs> you know, this is this is amazing. And then the all of a sudden the wheel lands on Texas Deathmatch. Yep. Bang bang. Texas Deathmatch. Here we go. Oh my God. So watching this match, it's funny because I don't even know what the hell a Texas Deathmatch is, but they do review the rules. And Joe, 
Give us the rules for the Texas death match. Basically, a Texas death match is similar to a last man standing match. The only difference being that you must be pinned. So after you're pinned with a three count, then the ref initiates a 10 count. So if the person pin fails to get up by the 10 count, they lose the match. That's it. You heard it. You heard it right here on the squared circle action figure. Got to get up for the 10. If they don't, they lose the match said and done. This was interesting because we're watching this match. I was like, what the hell is going on? I did not understand it whatsoever, but we clarified everything and we got it. Now, on this week's main event, we're going to do a little something different. We're doing a watch along. We're going to let you know the timestamp of where we're starting the match. And in this match, we are going to start it where they give you the rules of the Texas death match. In case you don't understand what we just explained to you, you will now because we'll start the match here at that timestamp. But really quick, this Halloween Havoc took place on October 24, 1993 at the Lakefront Arena in New Orleans, Louisiana. And... This match had only 6,000 people in attendance. So it was a very, very, very small crowd in good old New Orleans, Louisiana. But what a great match. What a great pay-per-view. I love the actual match prior to this. I actually like the Rick Rude, Ric Flair match. We just talked about Rick Rude on the Oh My God figure of the week. And if you haven't seen Rick Rude in WCW, talk about a great wrestler. He's going against Ric Flair. Champion, Ravishing Rick Rude versus Ric Flair. Great match prior to this, so check that out. But we're going to be focused on this Texas death match. About 15 minutes and 59 seconds, and I can't wait to get into this match. Are you ready? I'm ready. I want to I hear the announcers also are Tony Schiavone and Jesse the Body Ventura. It's just a classic combination here. Yeah, it is. So if you're listening at home, let's see. What are we at, Will? 229.32? Yeah, we're at 229.32, 229.30. You could start there, and that's when they give the Texas Deathmatch rules. So we'll go from there. Let me know when you're going to hit play. I'm hitting play right now, baby. All right, me too. Here we go. Good old Jesse uh, Jesse the body looks fat as shit for some reason. So we got no disqualification. Falls don't count. 30 rest second between falls. Falls any place in the building. Oh, God. Oh, this is a 30-second rest? Oh, they definitely do this differently. <laughs> Well, what I don't understand is, uh, I just thirty seconds. He's got rest. thirty seconds to get back to his feet. That's not a Texas death match. They don't even know the rules in this match, show. That's the problem. So does that Tony Schiavone here? He's dressed up as Jesse, and that's Jesse's real look. Yeah, it's fucking awful. He's got no hair. He's got a ponytail in the back. Vader's coming out first. The man. Who's the man? Vader, baby. Dude, when the fuck did you start this up? I'm like so behind you. So I started it up at the, at the time stamp. Vader hasn't even come out for me yet. Nah, he's coming out now. He's the, the music started. So Vader's entering first here, listeners. And are you are you seeing the rest in peace Vader there? Yeah, we got the rest in peace Vader. All right, so we're, we're not we're, we're pretty similar then. Yep. So they have graves. In the entranceway, they're, they have an entrance ramp, and Vader comes out with Harley Race. Uh-oh. And God, I, I love Harley Race in this role as manager for Vader here in early 90s WCW, Joe. He's got that fresh mustache. Really good look. He, he was always in great suits. I mean, they just looked like a great combination. You know, they're just two big guys. 
I mean, I loved it. Get the ambulance because Jack is going back. You got those uh, nice classic uh, shit signs in the crowd. Love those signs. They're like collages, right? Yeah, look people the- used to cut <laughs> shit in the fucking, out of magazines, right? Fucking glue sticks. Oh, my God. Cut shit out of magazines and throw together a sign. And now Cactus is coming to the ring. He's doing the bang, bang. I love Cactus here. Oh, they're just going right at it. Oh, man. This is just a slobber knocker, as JR would say. Nick Patrick is your referee as well, as you can see here. And you know we're going to get a couple... Uh, Three count, three count Knicks here, you know? <laughs> yeah, they're really going at it, man. Jack's throwing some shots. Vader's throwing some. Oof. Vader just hit the post. And you know what's really interesting about this match? You know, they just go right at it from the start. I mean, Cactus is on the offensive, and he really takes Vader on the offensive here. I mean, he's hitting him with chairs yeah, just, and everything. just hit him you know? in the midsection with a chair. Yeah. You know Vader. I mean, he's stiff as shit. So, I mean, he's really just nailing Jack, you know, I mean, and and Jack's taking him too. Oh man. Yeah. He's Jack's taking some shots. He's biting the head here. Biting him in the head. He's, he's taking something, a foreign object. Is that somebody's camera? (laughs) He just hit him over the head with somebody's camera in the crowd. Oh my God. Is that Louie Anderson? Yeah. I couldn't tell if that was a boy or a girl in the front row. Just now. No, I, well, these days, you know, this, this is the 90s. You couldn't tell anything. <laughs> nice stiff oh, chair shot with a rusted chair. Rusted chair. I mean, the guy's going to get tetanus if he ever got broke open. <laughs> Damn chair is rusted. That I chair mean, was fucking you. beyond rusted. Oh, my God. He's like, bang, bang. He's already missing his teeth. He's missing his teeth. Bang, bang. Mick Foley. This is classic Mick Foley here. Oh, there you go. There's Stinger in the crowd. The David Bowie lookalike. Wait, hold on. I didn't see it yet. They're in the ring finally, too, now. Yeah, here we go. Vader with the big boot. Nice clothesline. It took his head off. Yeah, you got to wonder, man. You look at Vader's moves. Like you said, stiff as hell. Even that clothesline just now. Super stiff. And Shivani's just going crazy on the on the mic here. God, I love Tony Shivani. I don't understand why nobody liked Tony Shivani. Tony Shivani is a... Uh, one of the best. And Jesse, too. Jesse's great. I wasn't always a huge fan of that freaking entrance uh, way, that runway. Yeah, the raised entrance ramp is interesting, you know? I liked it. I didn't mind it at all. But like you said, it's it's a weird it's a weird thing. Oh, he got him over. Oh, my God. That was a nice suplex Cactus got on Vader there. Yeah. It's a very hard-hitting suplex, too, out there on the unprotected rampway. Did we mention Vader took his mask off? Yeah, Vader just took his mask off, like, just right as the match started. It was crazy. And Cactus is already bleeding. Nice back body drop. Cactus lands on Vader there on the ramp. On the rampway. Beautiful. I'm thinking of that original San Francisco Vader right now. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we talk about, like, the figures that best represent this match. I mean, you have to pick the old OSFTM figure, which is an Oh My God figure of the week. Harley just got cracked in his balls, I think. Yeah, Harley tried to attack Cactus with a chair there, but then Cactus got him, caught him. And now Cactus is using the rusty chair on Vader again. (laughs) This time, Vader actually blocked the chair shot, protected himself. But man, that first chair shot to the head was brutal. Yeah, Cactus on the offense here. I mean, Cactus is on the offense this almost, you know, this entire match so far. It's been pretty crazy. What's that? And yeah, going back to the figures, I mean, 
up now they're in the grave. They're in one of the graves here. <laughs> a lot of lot of uh, smoke machines in there. A lot of smoke machines. I don't know where they went because Nick Patrick's in the grave too. So the grave must be very big. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm trying to look down there. I see Vader is all the way in there. Yeah, and then Cactus is coming out now. He's all bloody. He's a bloody mess. I love though for for my picks for the figures. I love the Mattel. No, you know what? I love the Mattel ones, but you know what? I actually would prefer for this match, the classic superstars. Going back to our gorilla position this week, that classic superstars, Cactus Jack from, I believe, what was it, like series 20 something? Yeah, it was It was later on. Yeah, it's just an amazing figure. He's got the cactuses on the side of his tights, like in this match. And then the Vader figure as well is just a classic figure. Vader's bleeding. He's walking out of the grave. He's busted open. I guess they went down there to cut themselves open. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess it was a blading session in the grave. You know what? I always wanted that one of 1000 Cactus Jacks uh, exclusives. One of 3000. Yeah, the one of 3000. I got that. And you know what? To be honest with you, Joe, I think that's a better representation uh, for this match because that figure has the cheetah print boots. Yeah, it does. It does. And it has, I believe, the cactuses on the side as well. Now, J- Cactus Jack here is is amazing. I mean, he's taking a cactus. <laughs> he's got the cactus sign. He's, he's got, got the, the cactus props, props and he's going to hit Vader with the cactus prop. What's up with Nick Patrick's uh, shoes? Oh, oh he hits man. him with the cactus. Vader is just a bloody mess right now. He's just bleeding everywhere. Yeah, Vader's getting the shit beat out of him this whole match. This whole match. Oh, my God. Here's the table. It's just a Texas. It's a, a this table. <laughs> this table, Joe, is just as rusty as the fucking chair. Oh, nice diving, uh, flying elbow off the off the ramp. There's another fall. Vader got pinned. Now there's a thirty second uh, rest period. I guess. Basically, if you pin the guy and get a fall, he's got a thirty second rest period. Plus, he gets ten seconds to get up. If he doesn't get up in that 10 seconds, the match is over. Oh, my God. I don't even think they know. The wrestlers know what's going on right He's now. He's up already. That table is like a legit, like real stiff table. It's like old it's as a shit. Stiff t- it's got splinters coming out of it, guys. I mean, I think, again, it, this is just a- the sides are all jacked up. Oh, Vader. Vader oh, my God. <laughs> Vader just got pissed off and just look. Drag Cactus off the mat, off the entrance ramp, head butts him, stiff shots him. Oh my God. He's got wood chips all over his back. He's got wood chips all over his back. He dragged him across that splinter table. <laughs> all right, let's see. We're going back and forth again. Oh God. He's J- Jack's pulling the table. I mean, this has got tetanus and staph infection <laughs> written all over it. This whole fucking match. I mean, like, I, I just don't know how they survived. I, I just like. All right, they're. Under these, con- they're bringing that stiff board of a table right in the ring. Yep, tables in the ring. Nick Patrick is moving the table <laughs> around. He's <laughs> Nick Patrick set the table up for him. It's not even in the right position. It's not in the right position. They're not going to go through it right. This is a, definitely a havoc of a match here for for this 1993 Halloween Havoc Death Match, Joe. Oh, Vader's giving Jack stiff shots to the head. Those big forearm shots. Oh, Vader lit- <laughs> Vader literally jumps onto the table. Nothing happened. 
happens. Nothing happens. He literally, he no. Vader just big splashed the, the table in the corner. It didn't even break. That's how stiff this table is. You got to break this table with a sledgehammer, it looks like. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jack just threw the, t- the table at Vader. Patrick is still fucking around with the table. He's trying to get it out of the ring at this point. He's like, this is not going to work. <laughs> Cactus Jack just tried a sunset flip from the ring apron to the floor. And then Vader tried to sit on Cactus Jack. He just broke his fucking tailbone. Oh, we're getting to the point of the match, listeners, where you will see oh one of God. the most is, biggest bumps ever. Is that Billy Idol? Billy Idol, David Bowie, David Bowie, Billy Idol lookalike is in the crowd right now. He's getting some prime camera time. He's the stinger. I don't know what just happened there, but Cactus Jack flopped Mick over. Mick Foley wanted to give himself a concussion, uh, like his third concussion of the match there. He flipped over the ra- over the railing for no reason. He flipped over the railing for no reason. Missed Vader. David Bowie's telling them what to do. <laughs> Stinger splash! Woo! He just threw, he just threw his body right over. <laughs> God, listeners, they are so tired. They're so blown up right now. This is just getting sloppy. I can't get over that uh, David Bowie uh, sting makeup. I don't know what the hell is going on there. Oh my God! He's got a taser. Oh Harley Race has got a taser. What was that clicking sound, Jesse? <laughs> Jesse's like, Reese has got something. He's got a fucking taser. He, I think he's setting him up for the, uh, wait a minute. What's he going to do here? He's going to do the Vader splash from the second rope, baby. Or no, maybe he's going for the Vader saw. I think he's going all the way up. He's going all the way up for the Vader saw. Oh, my God. From the top rope. Oh, my God. He hits the Vader saw. He just crushed uh, Cactus Shack's skull. Nick Patrick got a four count. <laughs> Four count, Nick Patrick. He, oh, he literally just landed on Cactus Shack's head. Yes, he Vader salted from the top rope on Cactus Shack's top. Vader couldn't get up for the count. <laughs> Vader's about to faint. Vader can't even stand. He's having trouble standing up here. C- Cactus is getting up. Cactus has his fifth concussion already. <laughs> oh my God, now Vader's giving him another concussion with the... With the forearms to the head, baby! <laughs> oh, throws him outside. He throws him out like a rag doll. He's biting him. Cactus is biting him. He's like, come here, you fat bastard. Oh, my God. Will, what's going to happen here? Wait. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Vader just crushed Cactus Jack on the entrance ramp. I think he just broke his ribs. Oh, my God. He took all his weight. He literally jumped. Cactus Jack jumped on Vader's back, and Vader just... I don't know what he did. He dropped his entire body on him. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Oh, my God. Stiff steel chair shot to the head. And that with that rusty chair, I think he killed him. He's definitely messed up right now. He can't. He's so limp right now. Oh, my God. A bootleg ass DDT on the chair. Vader just hit the DDT on the chair. I don't think he can get up. Who's the man? Oh, my God. Vader's flexing. There's no pinfall. <laughs> The trainer's out. Oh my god! Not the cactus is dead. Not the fake medical staff. The fake. The, I think this was the real medical staff, bro. <laughs> I don't think they were. Oh, they were god. joking around here. V- Vader's going after them now. Vader's going after the medical staff. Threw the medical bag away. All right. Let's see. What's he gonna do here? 
All right, there's the three pound, three three count. There was the pinfall. Jesse still doesn't understand. He's like, why do they need a rest period? <laughs> I don't think they know. I don't think they know. It's a 40 count, guys. Oh, Harley Race has got the taser. Oh, Jesus Christ. Look at the taser. Wait, Cactus is going to hit the, 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 the uh, double arm. Double arm DDT on the chair to Vader. How did Cactus get up? I don't, people, I don't even think people know what's going on. I don't know. He's, he's got, got the, taser. the taser. Oh, he's got the cattle <laughs> He just tased Cactus Jack's leg. He t- <laughs> oh, my God. Wait. Now, why is the match over? <laughs> I don't know. Vader just won the Texas Test match. Who's the man? He's all bloody. Who's the man? Who's the man? <laughs> Cactus is like, what the fuck I, just happened? Oh my god, Joe! I just don't know what I just don't know what happened. That was basically a match, main event of concussions and stupid shit. And now, and now, <laughs> oh my god! Oh wait! Oh, double arm on Harley. Double arm DDT, bang bang on Harley Race. Oh god! You can see why they got away from this shit. <laughs> Cactus well, is like happy walking around now, like he won. Wow, what a match, Joe, for the main event oh my this God. week. It is a classic. We don't even know how Vader won. That ending was confusing to say the least, but I guess basically what happened was they were both down for a 10 count after some sort of a fall. I don't even know how the fall happened. And then they were both getting up. Harley Race interferes with the taser, tases Cactus Jack's leg as he's beginning to get up, and Vader gets up before Jack. Ten count. We got our winner. Yeah. Vader, uh, non-title match, too, for some reason, but Vader wins. Vader wins. Well, even if he, you know, he would have retained his championship, even if it was for the title. So Vader is still your world champion. And wow. All I can say is wow. But it's a classic. Spin the wheel, make the deal. Halloween Havoc, 1993, Texas. Death match between Cactus Jack and Big Van Vader. So, listeners, that is the one, two, three on this week's Main event. And remember, the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast is the gold standard in wrestling figure collecting.